I'll have to look it up and continue on with my Rupert Grint, Grint binge. Are you going to go on a Daniel Radcliffe binge afterwards? I don't know. I you never had a the, crush on Daniel Radcliffe, You can watch Radcliffe, all the weird though. movies I he does. <laughs> Swiss Army Man's coming up. The Frozen Corpse movie? Yeah. That's all I know about that movie. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so welcome to Flat Screen Flatmates. I'm Socorro. And I'm Tren. And this is episode 20. Woo! Um, so if you're joining us for the first time, uh, we are a weekly podcast where we talk about movies, we talk about television, or anything else that we find interesting that week. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, uh, what have you been doing this week? Um, I went to go see a special screening of The Conjuring, um, earlier. Was that in, like, preparation of the, the second one that's coming out? It was. Um, so it was, it was actually on Friday, so it was Friday the 13th, um, so they spooky. had... Spooky? Yeah, super spooky. So they had, um, Music Box Theater had this kind of special screening for it where you would go and you had a chance to win tickets to see, to, to a pre-screening of The Conjuring 2. I didn't get them because oh. I was not sitting in the 13th row on Friday the 13th, so shame you on me. should have known. I should have. I wasn't, it was dark, I wasn't really paying attention, they were just kind of flooding us in the room, and um, it was also really rainy that day, so I was, you know, upset that I was all wet. But, yeah. Um, How was it, like, watching, because I'm assuming that people who went to the special screening were fans of the movie. They were, um, and it was, it was really funny because, um, and so in the movie they have the game um, Hide and, Hide and Clap, so it's, yeah. a, it's a take on Hide and Seek, um, but they're, the person looking for, I guess the person who's it, the person who's looking for the people hiding, they're blindfolded and they get to ask for three claps. It's kind of like a Marco Polo thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So throughout the movie you had people clapping (laughs) (laughs) Um, in really suspenseful parts of the movie. So I think that's my favorite thing ever. Because that's because um, that's one of the scarier parts is when you just see the hands come out of like the wardrobe and they clap or they clap right behind um, the mom and there's not supposed to be anyone there. Yeah. So like I always think it's fun to see movies with audiences that are already fans of the movie because there's just so much there's great energy. Mm-hmm. Like people always complain they're like I just like to watch movies by myself but it's like if you're watching it in an audience full of fans that's so much fun. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely p- could have picked out the people who have not seen the movie by, based on how scared they were <laughs> in certain parts. Um, I, I've seen the movie just once before, yeah. but I was, and I knew it was going to happen, obviously, but I was still very tense and scared because those are the movies that I love when it's like yeah. a ghost or like a witchy type thing. Those are the movies that scare me the most. I love them. This my is, The Conjuring is one of my favorite scary movies. I thought they did it so well. I'm really looking forward this to um, the second one that's coming out. Not a big fan of Annabelle, though. Can I go ahead and throw that out, though? I had, yeah, I had higher expectations for Annabelle. Um, yeah, it just it wasn't good. Um, a lot of the scares you saw in the in the trailers yeah. for the movie, so I think that's kind of what ruined it for me quite a bit, actually. Because I was expecting more, more than what you actually you saw. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really fun. Did you get to see, like, a preview or anything for the second one? Or? We did. Um, we had, um, it was a, it was an extended, um, I guess, uh, scenes, um, little sneak peek on The Conjuring 2. Um, so it was a, a extended trailer that we've seen um, on TV for it. And then it also had um, little snippets of interviews with 
um, the family who was involved. Oh, interesting. On the story. So that was that was nice to see, and then you yeah. got to see um, two of the I think I said two of the daughters, um, and with um, Mrs. Warren. I can't remember her name. Lorraine. <laughs> Lorraine Warren. Um, and they were just like thanking her, you know, she done so much for us because she came to, you know, she came in, she helped us and all that. So I thought it was really cool. I'm really excited to see the movie, and yeah. I would like to see more, do some research, research on that family. On, 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 for on the second too. one or the first one? Uh, well, for both, but yeah. more, more specifically for the second one because... That's the one that's coming out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we have, that comes out on, on June 10th. I, I, I want to see it. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm really looking forward to that. So you got to go do that this weekend. <laughs> I, um, I got to go see uh, The Nice Guys. I actually went with my friend Stacy, um, and she decided to stop in and do, you know, as a special guest on a podcast. Our first guest. Yay! So we're going to go ahead and play a little bit of that, um, that where we kind of sat down and talked about the movie a little bit. Okay, so I'm here with my friend Stacy, who is our first guest. Say hi. Hi! <laughs> it's me, Stacey. Yay, me. <laughs> So, um, we, we saw The Nice Guys yesterday. Yes, we did. Yes. Um, what did you think of it? It was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. I was quite shocked at the violence and stuff. And yeah. Like, but at the beginning, they kind of just throw it out there. It, it starts off, it, it's, a uh, it starts off fast. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take any time kind of getting right in the middle of that. Um, I guess, um, we'll just kind of talk about. Well, okay, so the movie is called The Nice Guys. It stars um, Ryan Gosling, Russell Crowe, and it's a, like, a ni- it's like 1970s, like, mis- like intrigue, mystery yeah, detective movie. Yeah, set up like a buddy cop, but they're actually, one of them's a per- uh, private investigator, and the other one's, like, a beat-em-up guy. Yeah, professional <laughs> muscle. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it... Like you said, it kind of it just goes right into it. It was so funny. The whole audience was just laughing so hard throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right from the beginning, cause we're like, yeah. oh, they're gonna do that. Okay, <laughs> we know what we're gonna get into. It was yes. It's just so it's so re- over the top and it's like over ridiculous. The top that the and, whole audience knew that it wasn't like, oh my goodness, yeah. it was funny. Which was pretty much the tone of the whole movie, just completely over the top. Even with, like you said, it is slightly more violent than you would, you know, kind of thought at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But the violence is so over the top that you're laughing while guys are getting their face smashed in. Yeah, it was funny. I, um, I'm wondering if this is a normal Shane Black thing. It was directed by Shane Black, but I... And it was, while I was watching, I was like, this is kind of like Lethal Weapon 4, but I had never seen it. Yeah. Trin had never seen it, so we're both wondering, like, is that normal? <laughs> well, I looked through, like, other things he's directed, and there's not much on there that I've seen, except for Iron Man 3. I've seen Long Kiss Goodnight, and that was pretty, that. that one's pretty funny, and it's quite violent. Watched that a long time ago when I was a kid, but it's a good movie. Um, but, yeah, I've seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, that was pretty violent. I guess I have seen. Yeah. And Iron Man 3, but that doesn't count. That's within the realm of yeah of Marvel. Marvel. It's got to be really commercially friendly. They have their own idea. I'm sure they have like their own set of rules of everything that they do. Um, but back on topic. Back on topic. It is uh, what reminded me of Lethal Weapon was that one of them was kind of more loopy and crazy. Yeah. 
and the other one was having a serious tone, but still with a raspy voice. And that's about with my <laughs> leap of weapon knowledge ends. <laughs> um, you, I haven't actually seen Lethal Weapon, but like I know what you're talking about because they had, like, the two of them had such great like chemistry together, but working the, off of but, each other. Yeah, um, like that buddy kind of caught. But feel. the older one's always like, "I'm too old for this," and like yeah. this guy is crazy because he's drunk and they just he was drunk. He was uh, drunk Mel the whole Gibson time. <laughs> was drunk the whole time, right? I don't know. We haven't seen it. I don't know. Just I haven't stopped seen talking it. about it. <laughs> Anyways. No, but um, it was just really funny. They did, they worked well, so like so well together, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe, and I don't like I can't even explain like how how funny it was. It was funny. Yeah, the little girl was awesome. Yeah, Her name is Andrew Rice. Oh, she's Australian. I bet she has a really adorable accent. <laughs> I didn't watch some, you know, interviews. Because we were kind of talking about, if you actually, like, look at the relationships in this movie, it actually kind of gets kind of sad. Oh, I was depressed thinking about yeah. it. Every time that girl, like, was put in a position where she had to make a choice, I was like, where is she going to end up in life? I can picture her when she's 30 and she's, like, depressed because of what she chose when she was a kid. It was just so... Because yeah. the dad, her dad is um, Ryan Gosling and he's drunk the whole time, so... She's, yeah. like, driving him around and stuff. Which, at first, you don't realize, you, like, it takes you a couple of times seeing her drive that you realize she's driving because he's drunk. All uh, the time. time. And because, she's an experienced driver. Yeah. Much better than him. But, no, it was such a great movie. I really liked it. I'm glad you got to go see it with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely recommend everyone going to go see this movie. It's funny. It's violent. Um... But it works really well. It's very 1970s. What would you rate this movie? Honestly, I'm not sure that I would recommend it to everybody because it was really, really violent and I don't know. Um, and it was really funny. I laughed a lot. I would say... You have to have that sense of humor, though. Yeah. Where, like, so you can't really recommend it to everybody? You have to know that someone has that sense of humor, that that's... We're going to find violence funny. Because violence isn't funny, but when it's over the top, it's funny. Yeah. Because that, that's what they really did. They ran this... They wrote a real thin line through the whole movie where you're like, this shouldn't be funny, yeah. but it's funny. Yeah. And this is where you know it's not a real buddy cop movie because cops, like... Well, they're not, yeah, they're not cops. They're really, like, they aren't <laughs> riding the line of morally correct. They are, like, far past moral, completely yeah. illegal, half the things that they're doing. Yes. Not most of the things that they're doing were completely illegal. Mm -hmm. But the man screams were great. Oh, my goodness. I'm a sucker for man screams ever since Fine. Home Alone 2 has taught me that I'm a sucker <laughs> for man screams, and I can watch it over and over again. It's hilarious. But I would say I'd give this movie three and a half innocent dead bystanders <laughs> out of five. That's a, that's a good rating. That was something that they showed all the time. Like, like people died whenever yeah. a bullet went astray. And, like, from that minute, I was like, oh, well, they're not pulling any punches. Yeah, they're not pretending that, like, if that bullet goes wild, it's just going to hit a wall. Yeah, there's wild consequences yeah. for these guys' decisions. It's a good rating. I'm going to give it um, 
four out of five, I totally forgot what I'd already chosen, four out of five arm casts. Mm. He was in that arm cast, the whole movie. If you, like, watch it, like... It was shown in the preview. Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was different. No, I saw a preview. Well, I saw a preview where he's, like, he's grabbing his arm and he's just going, no! No! (laughs) That was funny. No! Um... If you watch it, like, the drawings on it change slightly. Like, I wasn't paying attention. I, I kind of, I, I loved it because you could just tell, like, you knew his daughter was, like, just, like, watching, like, sitting down and just doodling on it, and he was just letting her. Because he's drunk all the time and wouldn't remember. And he loves his daughter. <laughs> I recommend it to people who, like you said, who have that kind of sense of humor. Because it is violent, but it is hilarious. Yeah, there were even some jokes that I wouldn't get about the Waltons <laughs> that the older guy sitting next to me was, like, clapping. He was so excited about it. Oh, my mom made me watch the Waltons growing up. Like, as soon as Matt Bomo came in and I saw the uh, the mole on his face, I just, like, I really wanted to laugh hard, but, like, I they didn't weren't... even know that was a thing. Oh, yeah, uh, Richard Thomas, who plays John Boy, has a giant mole on his cheek. <laughs> And so, like, because they didn't show it, like, completely right away. Like, it was in shadows, and I was like, oh, my gosh, they I put the mole. I didn't even know he was going to be in it until I saw the credits. It was Ma- like, Matt Boomer is yeah. in it. Because you really don't, <sighs> yeah. you don't see him really that much in the trailer. No. no. Not at all. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm glad you could spend some time to come on the podcast and talk about the nice guys. And hopefully we can have you back in the future. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. So that was my good friend Stacy. Um, hopefully we can get her back sometime soon, or maybe have a few more guests on in the future. That would be exciting. That would. Um, but yeah. So I think that about does us in for movies this week. Um, do you want to go ahead and move on to television? Sure. Um. So we have a lot of season finales that came out or or, or coming out. Um. It's a lot I haven't seen, but. Do you want to talk about a particular finale? Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Oh my goodness. Two hours, so yay. Like, spoilers. Spoiler, spoilers. Everyone, we wear spoilers. I'm shocked. <laughs> by what happened in that finale. I mean, okay, here's the thing. As we were watching the finale, I was thinking, you know what, we've kind of run our course with... With Hive and Grant Ward, like, especially Grant Ward, he's kind of been on, you know, he's kind of on his course. Grant Ward hasn't been Grant Ward for He hasn't. He's been Hive. He's been Hive this whole season. But still, like, I was thinking, what what more can they do with this character? Because he's never coming back as Grant Ward. He's, like, he's Hive. What more can we do with Hive? And I was thinking, well, we've kind of run our course. I don't know what more they can do with him. And then, bam, (laughs) he's... There he goes. They they shot him into space and blew him up. Like, I don't... It's not really any coming back from that, is there? Mm-mm. Um, His body wouldn't survive the fall back no. <laughs> into Earth if so, they tried to do that. But yeah, I'm still, like, shocked. How? 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 What? Like, because as we all know, <laughs> I'm, I have a s- weird... I, Grant yeah. Ward... You're you're a Grant Ward sympathizer. I am not because I do not excuse anything that he has done. Mm-mm. I do not. I just 
Wish she had them. Just wish she hadn't done all those things. <laughs> I so I'm shocked, and I'm also kind of Lincoln too. Yeah, I think I'm more sad about Lincoln than I am about Brett Dalton's character. Yeah, I mean, like, you, I have a difficult relationship with Lincoln. Walk away. He was gonna go try. He got to see. He did get to see the world after all. <laughs> I wanted to punch him when he said that. Like, why? He okay. So they. I mean, if he was gonna go out, what better way to go out than saving Daisy, and the world, and the world, and saving Daisy from herself because she was in a lot of pain, and she wasn't. I don't think she was acting how she normally would act had she not been put in that situation that she was put in and I foresee her having a very difficult journey next season because of everything she's been through and then on top of that Lincoln sacrificed himself for her well she's not with S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore she's kind of running around doing her own Um, little thing. thing and also, Colson's not the director. Yeah, which, another thing, there's only two people that I will accept as director. Maria Hill or Melinda May. Those are only two people I will accept as director. But we'll find out, because we don't, we don't, we still don't know how the director, or why he's not director anymore, or if it has to do with he's not director because of what happened with Lincoln and Sky. Because he was like, she, he's paying for my mistakes. And he's like, no, he's paying for all of our mistakes. Because had he not killed Ward, Hive... Hive wouldn't have taken over his body. And Hive wouldn't have made it back. He would have still been on the other planet. Mm. True. So, it's... Lot interesting. Lots of interesting stuff. Um, double sad. Double sad. Um... I'm just like it was just a sad episode sad finale um next season finale Grey's Anatomy yeah Grey's Anatomy ended or the season finale um was yesterday so Thursday Mm -hmm. um no nobody died (laughs) I was really I was really excited about this uh Shonda Rhimes gave us a little little break yeah with that Uh, I mean or like the suspense that that somebody could have died, uh, well, like a cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, we, we were kind of uh, a little bit touch and go with with April um, having to have a C-section performed on her in the middle of Meredith's kitchen um, with only Dr. Ben Warren as her surgeon, who is still suspended from surgery <laughs> <laughs> based on his previous actions. I'm like... Of a, of a C-section, actually. And that kind of makes me laugh, like, because with the 100, I'm actually really relieved that none of the delinquents died either. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, thank you, they saved us. <laughs> so was it a good finale? Did it leave off on a cliffhanger, or? There's a little bit of a love triangle brewing, but... When isn't there? Yeah. Ooh, wait. Um, Crep punched, punched one of the... The residents. Nice. That's a bit of, it was okay. The way that it looked like it did seem like it was warranted, but when you you know, if you stop and ask questions first, it was not. It was just So 
wrong. Would you say it was a satisfying season finale, or? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I'm, I'm very, very happy with, I'm, I think I'm more happy with the fact that nobody died, that I'm okay with everything else in the show. Um, mentioning no one dying, like I said, none of the delinquents died on the 100, and I'm very surprised by that. It did seem like, because it did seem like this season was setting up for them to kill off Jasper, just because he's been a mess the whole season, or killing off Brian because he's kind of, he's kind of joined the group, but like, he hasn't been there for two seasons, so like, of course they make us love him and then they kill him off. Or even Raven, I feel like Raven's in danger every single season because we all love her so much. But no, no one died, Clark saved the world, kind of, sort of. And as a Bellamy cloak shipper, I am happy, happy, happy. <laughs> um, not like not only are they sharing breathing space with each other, but like they're trusting each other and relying on each other, and they held hands. <laughs> through... You were going on about that for so long. I'm like that they held hands. Yes, I'm like three seasons, and they held hands, and it wasn't like a romantic holding hands. It was more of a, I. I'm nervous right now, and it I was mean, like that's I'll a give marriage me. proposal right there. And the hun- and <laughs> between Bellamy and Clark, it is. <laughs> Considering I just want them to share the same breathing space, and it's been three years. Um, <laughs> the fact that they're finally like, like trusting each other, and this doesn't end with, um, like season one and season two both ended with them like not like, either being like cut off from each other. In season one, where she had to close the dropship doors with him on the outside and then blow everyone up. Or in season two, where she walked away all strong-like because she couldn't face the people, even though they were both going through it at the same time. And now in this one, they just... The, the, they, it ended with the big cliffhanger that, oh no, in, in 60 days, the Earth isn't going to be livable anymore. Um, it won't be livable anymore, but it, it, it with them standing together, and I'm super excited and happy. Um, but yeah, that was the 100. <laughs> and, yes, and Lexa got her moment, so I'm glad. Because even though she was not my favorite, I do think that she deserved better, and she did get her moment, so I liked it. Do you have anything else you want to add as far as television? Mm, not so much. I mean, I'm still watching Outlander, of course, because mm-hmm. I am weirdly obsessed with that show um what else am i watching supernatural that has a season finale next week i was thinking that's coming up i haven't watched any of this season i feel like there's a hole in my heart because i'm missing supernatural there there is there is i'm i i'm gonna watch all of them and get caught up (laughs) um still watching i'm actually watching rain um still um and that's And I... That's kind of... I don't really know where they're going to take what's going on with it. I'm a little bit confused, but I'm still going to watch it. But that's funny, because that sort of leads into our pilot season. It does. Um, So, this segment, pilot season, is every three weeks we each pick a show that we've never seen before, and we watch the pilot. Um, We only have to watch the single pilot. Um, Sometimes you end up watching all of them. Yeah. Um, in which we kind of talk about our first impressions of a TV show, what we liked about it, what we didn't like, and whether or not we would continue watching them. And I got a suggestion, um, from Stacey. Uh, she sent me a suggestion on Twitter that I should watch Vane, because you watch it, Mm -hmm. she watches it, 
But yeah, every time like I brought it up to you that I thought I might start watching it, you would tell me not to. <laughs> um, which Stacy also told me the same thing. She's like, just watch the pilot. Don't watch the rest of it. But I watched the pilot, and it's a it's a good pilot. I like it. It is. It's beautifully shot. It's just beautiful. beautiful. It's beautifully shot. It's beautiful. They've got beautiful costumes, crazy and accurate, which I thought people were exaggerating when they kept saying the dresses are gorgeous, but they're crazy and accurate until I watched it. I was like, oh, no. Very, very historically inaccurate. Yeah, they're, they're, modern, the style, yeah. they're modern dresses that they're wearing. Although if you look in the backgrounds, the... Everyone but, like, the main girls, like, Mary and her court, like, they're in, like, very modern dresses, but everyone else is slight, like, it's like a mismatch of a million different historical dresses. Like, I swear there was a woman in the back wearing, like, a Scarlett O'Hara dress, and I was like, that's not right either. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just a very, it's a gripping pilot. Like, it starts off, you know, with Nostradamus, and it goes straight to Mary and the, and the murder attempt to her going to the castle, and they have the introduction of, uh, or the, yeah, yeah, um, and like all of that. I'm like, I like, I I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, I'm like into this. Like, this is this seems fun. But then I hear y'all's warnings in the back, going, "Don't watch it." Yeah, it's it's. I like it. Yeah. I I I know it has its flaws, but I have committed to this <laughs> I'm so far into the show I have to see where it ends even though I don't like a lot of a lot of the choices that our characters make I don't like where they take storylines yeah um, some uh, majority of the time but I I'm just so like... invested in the show that I have to watch it's kind of like Grey's Anatomy a little bit I was gonna um, say it, how I feel about Bane it, but... is your like the hundred <laughs> I get so upset about what they're doing with things that I feel like that's vain for you yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I actually like Grey's Anatomy, but... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, The, the Hundred, that, that's what that yeah, is. Yeah, because it makes me so angry, but yet at the same time, I'm always like, watch it so you can be angry with me. <laughs> um, But I really liked it, and, uh, oh, I keep forgetting her name, but Anne of Green Gables. Megan Follows. Megan Follows. I swear, like, she should have always been a queen. Like, she, because she delivers the lines the same way as she used to as Anne of Green Gables, but, like, it's, there was something so regal about it mm -hmm. that it... She should have always been a queen. Oh, yeah. I mean, she is actually the reason I started watching the show. Because yeah. I, I, I love Anne of Green Gables. Megan Fox was just my absolute favorite um, portrayal of Anne uh, watching, growing up watching um, those movies. Uh, and so when I saw that she was in Rain, watched the whole first season when I was on Netflix, and again realizing this is n no this is not the best idea ever but i love her so much that i'm i'm stuck i'm hooked and again the dresses are beautiful the music i love the music the way they yeah. see the modern music and they have the you know using mainly the instruments that would have been around yeah. back then and how they incorporate it so i it I, hits it hits all the things that i like as well as the things i don't like but I, like, I, I do, I'm still invested in this. I'm like, show. I do, I really like this pilot. I might keep going despite all of y'all's warnings. But just know, you have been warned. I have been warned. Well, uh, quick question. What happens to Bash? What happens to Bash? Well, I know, spo I know spoilers that she, you know, there's a thing. Isn't there? There's a triangle. Yeah. And she doesn't pick him. Because they kept some things historically accurate. But, so what happens to Bash? Also, I know that he's on another show now. Yeah, so I, I don't know where 
they're gonna take his character in in rain. Oh, so he's still oh, he's still around. He's still around. He's not always so, heavily present, but he like pops in every now. Oh, and they're then. gonna pu- pull yeah. a Jared and Jensen where they just like have their characters go off the deep end on their shows so they can give them their own show. Um, they had Jared flip yeah. out on Gilmore Girls, and then Jensen, uh, his character had a house, no. a fall, like a meteor fall on him. Yeah, <laughs> like just kind of weird ways to like get them off of those shows so they can invite them onto Supernatural because I it's a, because it's another CW show that he's moving on to. It, it again, I I don't know, and so, and where I am now in the season, he as Mary's going back to Scotland, uh-huh. and he's volunteered to go with. He's going to get lost on the way. She told him not to. She's like, no, I can't let you do that. You have your family and you have a life here. And he's going to die on the road. So I don't know what's going on. I don't think he's going to be gonna organ go to Scotland, trail. but I don't know what's going on. It's going to be organ trail and he's going to die of dysentery. <laughs> uh, and then he's going to pop up on Still Starcrossed, which uh, is CW's new show about what life is like after Romeo and Juliet. Uh, Let's not... <laughs> off topic. <laughs> Let's go to my show. Wheel back in. What did you watch this week? I watched Land Girls. Um, and so that takes place um, early World War II era um, in the countryside of England mm-hmm. um, where we have uh, girls going to join the Land Army, which is kind of like farming and, um, and working um, in the countryside to help raise money and help um, with the war efforts. Um, so we follow the story of... Uh, I guess about four, four um, women mm-hmm. uh, working on um, on the this estate, um, as well as some of the people kind of that they interact with, um, and I absolutely love this era. Um, I I've always just kind of been obsessed with World War Two, as you know, a little bit more uh, growing up with the the American Revolution, but World War Two is just I yeah I don't know why I love it so much, but I love it. Um, so, it's actually a really fun show. As soon as I finished the first episode, I knew it was hooked, and I watched the entire first season, which is only five episodes. I was going to say, because you already finished season one. (laughs) But still, um, and I, I liked where it ended. It seemed very final. Um, we had one of the girls, um, she did all that she could. She had this, like, little romantic fling, and that ended very, very poorly for her, so she left, um, but she left as a, you know, completely different person that she came, she was, you know, um, she came, you know, from more, from, like, money, and she was, you know, very well taken care of, where here she had to actually work pretty much for the first time, um, so you see her interact with somebody coming off the train, um, who was very much in her place beforehand, and so she's like, no, this is, this is really great, you know, you're, you're Mm going to enjoy yourself here, um, and so she leaves, um, we have a young couple who I've just kind of been rooting for the entire time, and they make me happy. And so it felt very final, and then I realized that there are more seasons to it, but I'm not sure I want to watch I was, it. That was going to be my next question. Are you going to watch the rest of them? I think I will, but I think I might take some time and just dwell on this happiness, because I don't get that very often <laughs> with my shows. In the season so, finale. Yeah, in the season finale. Yeah. So, um, so I really liked it. It was, and it was funny, too. Do you recommend it to other people? I would, absolutely. Um, and there is... Um, I completely just blanked on what I was going to say. I feel so bad. Yes, I would recommend it to other people. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <laughs> it's gone. Okay, 
Um, so that was a pilot season. You really enjoyed your your show this week. I did enjoy my show this week, but so many people have told me not to get in, like just don't get involved. So we'll based see. On, okay, so based ignoring the warnings that you have been received on this show, would you recommend this show to other people solely based on the pilot? Solely based on the pilot? Mm-hmm. Yes, but only to people who aren't going to get upset at the historical inaccuracies. Because yeah, there are um, plenty. Yeah, there's a lot. And just, like, the first time I saw a dress go by, I was like, no. <laughs> and, like, I, I honestly thought that people were being nitpicky when they were complaining about how inaccurate the dresses are. But, like, they're, like, modern strapless dresses that the girls are wearing. I'm like, that is not at all anywhere near what they should be. Which, part of me is good. But, so, like, anyway... Off topic about the dresses. I mean, and but, I, I, I noticed that when, you know, when I did yeah. the first, first watch of it. Um, but since hearing that one interview with the costume designer for Outlander, Outlander and how much pressure and stress she was under to get the French period, uh, the French yeah, um, uh, costumes just down correctly because she, that is such a very well-known mm-hmm. um, uh, fashion um, period of history. Yeah. I'm so much more picky about <laughs> what I'm seeing on Rain as I watch yeah. the current season, but but yeah, so it's still so beautiful. They they are beautiful dresses, but I would definitely say watch it only if you understand that it's not going to be anywhere near historically inaccurate and it's just a fun show. If you're going to watch it as like as a show that happens to be using similar names and time, you know, history, like yes, watch it because it's. It's fun. I really enjoyed this this first episode, but yes, if you're gonna nitpick it, historical inaccuracies, it's not the stay stay far far away. Um, but yes, I would recommend it. Um, do you want to move on to monthly movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. So next week is a monthly movie week, which is um, we pick a theme. We each come with um, a movie prepared. You know. For a coin toss. For a coin toss. I feel my luck running out, so we're probably going to watch the Coros movie. Um, so this week we chose... Um, favorite scary movie? Favorite scary movie, or just Ace? Well, Ace. we both, both ended up picking favorite scary movie, mm-hmm. so let's call it that. Sure. Um, do you want to talk about what you picked? Sure. So I picked um, El Orfanato, or The Orphanage. Um, it's a Guillermo del Guillermo de Toro? Well, he produced it. He produced this movie. Um, I first watched it in my Spanish class. I think I was either a junior or a senior watching this movie. Um, and I remember it scaring a lot of, uh, a lot of the girls in the class. And I, I mean, you know, it has its scares for me too, but it's, um, it's really interesting. It's really fun for me. Um, I, every now and then, you've seen the movie, and so every now and then yeah, I'll just start I love going, that movie. Uno, tres, toca la pared, which is a game that and they play, I and it's yell scares at you, you to stop. <laughs> um, that, it's, that is one of my favorite scary movies, because it's, it's terrifying, but honestly, at the, at the core of it, it's the, just, it's a story about a woman who loves her son. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, she's doing all that she can to find him, because yeah. he, he goes missing, um, during a party that they have um, in the house that well, actually the house that she grew, that up, she grew in. up in, which is a, an orphanage, um, and it turns out that the son is adopted, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's a very yeah, 
It's really great. It's 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 a, it's a beautiful movie. Um, it's actually in Spanish, so mm-hmm. you would have to um, put on your reading glasses and read the subtitles. Um, but it makes me feel really good when I listen when I watch it because I understand a lot of what's going on. <laughs> so it makes me feel really good about myself. It's it's a yeah. It's one of those movies that really does. It scares me, <laughs> but I love it. Um, so this week I um, I chose a tale of two sisters which is a Korean horror film, which is also, you know, subtitled. And, I don't know, the first time I watched this, it was just so scary because I didn't expect any of it. Um, It's beautifully shot, it's a gorgeous movie, and it's scary, and it's kind of, like, long, drawn-out scare, so it's not really jump-scary, which I think I love, because jump-scares just kind of... I love them, but they also kind of exhaust me, honestly. Because um, you just get tired of them because you know when one's coming up. So I think I really loved this one. Um, so it it's about... They've made... There's an American, like, version of this movie. I think it's called The Uninvited, which I'm not too crazy about. They changed some things, and honestly, it just... It wasn't as gorgeous of a movie <laughs> as the original Tale of Two Sisters, um, which is about two sisters who are out at this house with their stepmother, and... Stuff happens. Stuff happens. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away because you actually haven't seen this one. I haven't. So I'm going to wait until we talk, you know, if we watch it, um, to kind of talk a little bit more about it. Mm-hmm. But I love it. It's super scary. Heads or tails? I don't know. Flip the coin. You have to choose. <laughs> <laughs> um, heads. Heads. Okay. Because I always pick tails and that's not working for me lately. So heads. Heads. Okay, so we got Tales, so we're going to be watching A Tale of Two Sisters this week, um, and we will be back next week to kind of talk about the movie. Honestly, I could have been happy with either one of these movies. I like both of them. You know what? We should just watch them both. Because <laughs> um, I love both these movies, so I'm super happy this week, because um, I could have... Honestly, I didn't care which way it flipped. Um, I've already watched one scary movie already. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to watch three, so let's just... Just, just watch okay. your Korean one. <laughs> so we're going to watch A Tale of okay. Two Sisters. Um, and then we'll be back next week to go ahead and talk about um, about the movie, what we thought about it, how pretty it is. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, do you want to tell people where to find you? Sure. Um, you all can find me on the Twitter. Um, and that is going to be at Socorico. And that is spelled S-O-C-O-R-R-I-C-O. I know you're pulling it up, but I can't read that. It's so small. As well as on Instagram. <laughs> Um, and it's going to be at Socorico09. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TinyTrinity, T-I-N-I Trinity. Uh, for more Flat Screen Flatmates, we are on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at Flat Screen Mates. Um, if you have any movie suggestions, any television suggestions, um, go, or you just want to chat, uh, find us at uh, Twitter at Flat Screen Mates. We also have an Instagram, we have a Tumblr, we also have a brand new Letterboxd account. Yeah, so just go on our sites and look around, see where you can find us. We have lots and lots of, lots and lots of places. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's about it for this week, so we'll um, see you guys next time. Cut.